Alrighty, guys, you know what that sound is. That's uh, little Matt Bolton shakedown street into um, winter solstice. We are back. Time out with Patty C. It is the podcast in which we talk about things that we we think about when we got stuck in the timeout. And we have two new guests right now. Uh, we have Iman O'Steele and we have Woodman. We are in the final bands of 24, 24 bands, and we have to get through the rest of them tonight and get down to a top 12. YOLO, say hello to the crew. Uh, it's great to see you guys. Looking forward to another exciting round. And Big Mike, how about you? Hey, everyone. Good to see you. And Woodman. Oh, uh, rock on. My buddy, Pat C. And Iman Steel. You got it. All right, Patty C. And thank you for having me here. And uh, I heard the criteria is basically roll your own. Is that Yes. Correct? Yeah, right. you got it. You got it. So we're going to start off real quick. We got two bands. We got you 2 against Dire Straits. YOLO, let's start it off. You know, I like Dire Straits, but I will have to go with you 2 on this one. Uh I think they've got more uh, quality songs, the lyrics. So, so you two and, and you're a big Mike. Did you did you chit chat about this one yet? Yeah. So um, I, I agree with Woody and uh, and Yolo in that uh, I think you two is the better band. Although, um, you know, Dire Straits has its place. Uh, there's this really interesting show that Brian Johnson of ACDC uh, has, and it's like a YouTube show. Um, and he kind of travels and walks around with some really famous artists. And he met with Mark Knopfler, and they were able to talk about just like two good guys um, talking about their, their, you know, their beginnings. Um, and they're both really humble, um, and they're both really good musicians. Um, and so I hate to take anything away from them, but you know, the Joshua tree is like one of my top three albums of all time. Um, and, 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 uh, and so I got to push you two forward on this. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. You know, I was just uh, playing a little down by the waterline there. That first Dire Straits album was kick ass. We'll throw it over to Imano Steel. What do you got? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm a huge Dire Straits fan, uh, and I love you too. This is actually one of the harder uh, competitions of the night in, in my mind. Um, love Knopfler as a musician and the, the guitar playing. It's awesome. Uh, I can listen to most every one of their songs. Um, you too, and, and they're not commercial, and I'm sort of a, a big, you know, hey, that small underground following, but – you know, relative to looking at the body of work that U2 has, um, mm. I probably would have to push U2 through uh, versus Dire Straits. But I, I, it's nothing to take away from Dire Straits. Uh, they are an awesome band, and exactly. I would listen to them all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, TD and uh, Papa Gig uh, all agreed with the whole with the whole with the group here. Um, uh, TD, U2 or Dire Straits? Who is it going to be? That's a no-brainer for me. It's U2 all the way. Dire Straits, I enjoy. U2, I love. Uh, longevity, hits, uh, just everything. They're total package. So U2 moves through. No no questions. How about you, Papa Kick? Down by the waterline, uh, six-blade knife, early stuff. Is that going to knock off U2? No, I'll go with early U2. I said it before. U2, boy, that first record, man. How do 18, 19-year-olds kids make a record like that i know steve lillaway the producer really helped but still uh the edges guitar and bono those two it's just they're they're a powerhouse yeah so, i hear you the the strength of their career you know uh, maybe the last record or two wasn't as into but uh 
you know, even up to like how to dismantle an atomic bomb and uh, um, uh, the one up, No Line on the Horizon, I thought were really solid records. But all the way through Octung Baby, mid career when they kind of pivoted, had that Berlin sound with Brian Eno. Um, just fantastic stuff. Um, they have their own serious satellite radio channel. Come on, Dark Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that one. I hear you. <laughs> live, live, their, the passion, their energy. They, they yeah. And it's just. I think it's that body of work. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys. It's the body of work in which those you uh, two just seems to just blow uh, dire straights away. And, you know, this is what we're talking about. We're getting back into the nitty gritty of it. And it's not it's not uh, who we talk about. It wasn't poison against white snake, you know, <laughs> back, yeah. you know, yeah. a week ago. Uh, but now we're going to move on. This is this is this could be a game changer. We have Queen against Credence Clearwater Revival. Who wants to chime in on this? Does anyone have any specific? This is like Ford versus. Yeah. YOLO, what do you got on this? You know, this is a tough one. And I think even after seeing the uh, the movie about Queen makes it even harder because I think that you like that band even more when you see the movie. You know, I, I think that I would go with Queen for their originality, um, you know, doing stuff outside of the box that, maybe wasn't uh, applauded when they first made it, but, you know, by their record producers and, and going with their gut and, and sure, you know, he teams up with David Bowie later on. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's all those English guys. They, they were rocking and they could fill a stadium, right? Big Mike couldn't queen fill a stadium. Yeah. And I'm not sure that CCR had that, uh, that enormity. Right. Uh, when I think of like queen, I think of like grand grandiosity and theatrics, but also the musicianship to back it up. They weren't just fluff. Um, whereas the Fogarty's were just like in your face telecaster, you know, and they're the kind of band CCR is like, uh, Oh, they sang that, you know? Oh, and they sang that. And before you know it, like they've got 15 great, like, uh, huge hits, but, but I think Queen was more of that, and um, and so for that reason, I got to go with uh, with Queen on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How about you, Iman? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to push uh, Queen. I do, uh, you know, big CCR fan, but uh, you think about uh, you know the the rock anthem for the the stadium, "We Are the Champions." I mean, that's gonna live forever. Uh, you know, a lot of the unique, different stuff that Queen has done, right? CCR has a lot of similarity in a lot of their sound. Uh, if you think about Queen, really could change their sound up. And then I think just as uh, musicians, uh, you know, Brian May, you know, probably one of the better guitar players out there, probably underrated uh, as well. So I'm going to push through, uh, push through Queen on this one. Yeah, and you know when, uh, when, when that great rapper did a cover of Under Pressure, you know that's it puts him to the next level. I think. How about you, Woody Woodman? What do you got? I took a business trip to Switzerland a couple of years ago, and I went to this little town on Lake Geneva. And after my work day, I went for a walk down by the lake, and I actually saw. There was a statue. Of, I thought it was Beethoven. Oh, it's Freddie Mercury, right? Freddie Mercury. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? That's the band. They have a statue, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. It's, it's all about Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I hear you. You know, that's a that's a. It, it, you know, it's funny too because it's a different time frame, and this is our own criteria on here too. It might. 
it might be a good, you know, I was maybe too young listening to this band, but I really like the other band. So, yeah, so we got Queen going through because um, uh, Mikey D voted for them and so did TD and, um, and, and Papa Gig. Tough one, tough one, tough one. But for me, just the, the rock and roll of CCR just hits me. Um, their grooves just, uh, I know they had that short career, but uh, their grooves, man, John Fogarty could write a song. So uh, they just write a, a tight, a tight little three and a half minute rock and roll song, Queen. They're grand. They're amazing. But, you know, it's nothing against Queen at all. But uh, for me, just the groove of CCR um, takes them through. Yeah. And TD? So when I looked at this matchup, my gut said Queen immediately. But then when I did just a little bit of, you know, surface analysis of my own taste and, and the music I enjoy, um, it, it I realized I like – as many songs by CCR as much as I like those big queen famous songs. And I like a lot more from CCR. Uh, I like their body of work more, I would say. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go CCR on this one. Uh, you know, getting a little bit deeper on the, you know, looking at the uh, musicality and the, and the tunes and the musicianship. Uh, I like uh, that big gonna, word you're using too. Yeah. I'm just making, <laughs> I'm making stuff up and I'm slurring a little bit too. So, um, so uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to push CCR through. Uh, I think they get the nod here. Here's, here's some two, here's the two big boys. You got the doors and you got Pink Floyd. Yeah. This one was tough, Patty C. I mean, tough. Uh, I am a huge fan of both. Um, You know, Pink Floyd goes back, you know, bringing, you know, thinking about stories. If you're, you know, sitting in time out and you go, you know, hey, my sixth grade math teacher up in uh, Rochester, New York, where I grew up, uh, had a Pink Floyd uh, concert uh, poster in the classroom. And so that was sort of like, you know, back in the day uh, to date myself, you know, so I think about, I always think about that guy as uh, just love Pink Floyd and, you know, with their sort of rock anthem albums, you know, the wall and, and, you know, just sort of longer thing. And then you're competing against the doors, you know, Jim Morrison as a, you know, sort of writer, poet. Um, I think the doors really tight with, uh, Ray Manzarek and, and Ben Moore and, and the guys there. Um, you know, big ones like that. I love uh, Texas Radio, the big beat, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, oh Indians Dead on Dawn's Highway. I'm mean, about the lyrics there. Uh, so, once again, it's a, it's a coin flip for me. I, I'll take the doors through, but uh, once again, I won't be disappointed with Pink Floyd to go through either. So, I'll, I'll push the doors on that one just as a little tighter group and a little bit, you know, what I like, but once again, Pink Floyd, I, I love as well. Sure. So YOLO, uh, so Artie and I, YOLO, we're from uh, Long Island, and we used to listen to a radio station in Connecticut called WPLR. And uh, there was a guy named Stoneman at night. Remember him, Artie? He would, he would yeah. pick a band Monday through Friday. And uh, he got me into Pink Floyd because he would play a variety of their songs, and you could tape it. So then if you didn't have the album, you could listen on cassette tape. And it was cool because he was like, I'm Stone Man. Enjoy. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> How about you, YOLO? What's what's your you know, criteria uh, on this one? Same, uh, same wavelength here, Pat. Uh, I'm with the Doors also. Really for the same reason, body of work, the poetry, even his voice. I think his vocals uh, were pretty strong. And uh, 
Who played the uh, keyboards for the doors? Mancini? That was, um, yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Van uh, yeah. Uh, So it wasn't just Morrison and, and the, uh, the poetry, but also I feel like the band was, was really tight and good. Sure, sure. I hear that. And Big Mike, what do you got on these two? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. Um, and, and, and maybe because, and this is all anecdotal, right? But I have um, I have a little PTSD. I think I mentioned it on an earlier episode that I had this college roommate where, you know, he just wanted to, uh, at night, he would he would say, hey, man, let's, before we go to sleep, let's, let's read some Jim Morrison poetry to each other. And it, 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 was, it was it was a weird scene, man. So, um, so I kind of when I think of Jim Morrison, I think of I think of the Doors. I think of JJ, my sophomore roommate, who just wanted to read poetry like directly to me, like into my eyes. And it, I, I don't know, it was it was a weird moment. So, or, um, so I. But, so you don't wish he was there, right? As this Pink Floyd is playing in the background, right? But I'm going to say something else. So there's, and maybe the other people have this uh, this experience with other bands, but. Um, it was the night that Christmas break or uh, holiday break had started. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had like two weeks off or vacation, um, a teacher. Um, and so um, I was like, I'm going to clean my room tonight. Uh, I decided it was a Friday night. I got plenty of other nights to, to hang out. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to have a clean room tonight, vacuum, do the whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to listen to the wall tonight. And we're going we're gonna to go start oh. to finish. And I'm just going to blare oh. And what an album! I man. was up there for I don't know an hour and a half or two hours. That thing haunted me for like the next three days. Like I was chewing on that shit for oh. like, like some of the things that I that I heard. It was I, I it was it was a powerful experience, and it brought me back to yeah. when I was like a teenager and had been listening to it for the first time. Uh, so I think that yeah. combined with like the the power of the wall, but that combined with David Gilmore's just like brilliant uh, guitar playing. Yeah. Is enough for me to, to kind of lean towards Pink Floyd instead of the Doors. I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm I, I'm leaning. Where I'm leaning are all the good Pink times, Floyd. Woody? <laughs> I mean, all right. So 1973, I stole my brother's Dark Side album. He be, he beat the crap out of me after I stole his album. 1982, I stole my roommate's Doors album when I was at Georgia Tech. He beat the crap out of me. But only because he was doing shrooms while he was do- he was beating the crap out of me. But but you know, I think that the big thing with with Floyd is they're survivors, and we we talked about this before with you know with CCR and you know Pink Floyd is they, they hung in there they they hung in there. Unfortunately, Jim died in, in 1971. The same year that Pink Floyd created Metal, the Metal, the first album that, that got them going, right? Metal was 1971 and, and Dark Side 73. Unfortunately, the, you know, Doors did not survive, and I, I think I think Pink Floyd survived it all. And I, I, I give them credit for that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, TD, what do we got on this? Again. Uh, you know, if I look when I first looked at this matchup, I thought, oh, it's Pink Floyd. And then when I looked at it again and again, the doors have surprised me throughout this entire bracket challenge that we're doing, because when I look at their body of work and, and the relatively short time in which they did it, 
they were just amazing. It was, there's just some incredible music there. And, and I really like a lot of Pink Floyd stuff, but there's a lot of stuff from Pink Floyd that I really don't have much interest in listening to, uh, or I have to be in a really specific mood to listen to it. But the doors, I, I can listen to pretty much any time and it catches my attention. It still seems fresh and, and I don't get tired of it. So I'm going to go with the doors. Yeah. How about you, Papa Gig? I know they were eliminated, but can I quote Meatloaf on this one uh, to TD and say you took the words right out of my mouth? <laughs> I, said, I, would, I, would, I would echo so much of that. You know, I feel like I should vote for Pink Floyd, but, yeah, but the doors, those, yeah, especially those first bunch of records, maybe the last one, Jim Morrison got a little too excessive. But uh, yeah, I'm the same with Floyd. Like, I, I really like him, but some standouts, but sometimes it's a little too too much for me, you know, but uh, the doors, uh, those. Jeez, first four records just once again almost like ccr they just really hit me well that's awesome uh and you know i'll i won't even take well i will take td and um and papa gigs uh but big uh, mikey d he's pushed pink floyd through so i think with those three and big mike and woodman uh, pink floyd is going through uh with with the next round i want to tell one more story when i was in the chemistry lab in college my two friends went to the wall concert in new york city and i stayed to do my chemistry lab because I, it was due and it was due and I was a good student, right? Like Mikey, Mikey. And, you blew off but, the wall concert? But mainly because my lab partner was this really sweetheart. You oh. know? And, but I, it never worked out. But anyway, I, 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 I digress a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> go Pink Floyd. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that happens. Well, next, though, the next two bands, we have Red Hot Chili Peppers against... The Grateful Dead. And we are missing probably the biggest dead fan to, dead. tonight. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers were some uh, good parties, man. Killer parties, you know, back in the 90s. And, you know, absolutely. But it's got to be The Grateful Dead because this is your show, dude. What's up? What, what's up? <laughs> what was the last time you heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the radio versus the last time you heard a dead song? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big Mike, you're probably the same way. Dude, I don't even I, – I, the Red Hot Chili Peppers for me are like a bad talent show band. Like I cannot believe <laughs> that they have even existed for this long. They're like – maybe with the exception of Flea, like they're like they're like four band members that are playing different songs at all times. Like even when they're playing the same song, it's yeah. almost like they're playing – I hate them. And I don't use the word hate lightly. They're an instant radio turn for me. All well, there we go. <laughs> I hear you. Well, we have a Go ahead, Artie. I'll just I'll throw a. I was just uh, saying. I think that's a clean sweep. A compliment to the Mother's Milk album that the Chili Peppers has is uh, one of my all-time favorite albums. Mother's Milk. Yeah. Uh, Taste yeah. the pain. Higher Ground, that version of Higher Ground is really good. Sexy Mexican Maid. Um, there's a tribute song to Magic Johnson that's pretty funny. And th that album just rocks. Maybe, you know but what, maybe, maybe I was a little hard. Dead, so. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, <laughs> I came in a little hot on that. 
about the chili peppers. I'm sorry. I take I take some of that back. <laughs> That's okay. We go. We went from 35 uh, <laughs> listeners to 34. It's okay. <laughs> Papa Gig, who do you have on this? Red Hot and Against the Dead. I might get in trouble for this one, but I'm going with the Chili Peppers. <laughs> um, you know, here's where I've, you know, I never saw the dead, like a couple of guys in our crew here. Never saw them. I appreciate them. Um, like we talked about a couple of times uh, before, American Beauty and uh, uh, Working Man's Dead. Wow, those two really do it for me. Still haven't gotten the live stuff enough, but the Chili Peppers, um, you know, they had a couple of hits and misses, but I think, you know, they had those, they had a couple of high periods throughout their career, you know, where they had some ebbs and flows, but they really had some high periods. And for Shante and Flea, boy, those two together are killer. Saw them in concert three times. Uh, first two were great. Third one, yeah, then maybe they were playing too much of the hits, but uh, fantastic live. Um, just the groove. Once again, with Flea and John for Shante, I think they, they were made to play music together. So the groove and the intensity of Chili Peppers does it for me. That's what we like. It's a, This is personal criteria. I don't know. Todd, were you doing nitrous balloons and eating, you know, sandwiches, you know, in the, who are you picking to go through? Pat, I'd, I'd really like to say, first and foremost, I value our friendship deeply. Um, so here's the thing. They're totally different, right? I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's just a, like great. Uh, great tunes driving home with the windows down. Uh, I actually like, you know, Anthony Kiedis, uh vocals. I know he's taken some heat on these previous podcasts from us, but um, I, 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 you know, I enjoy the chili peppers. I just like the vibe. I love the music. Um, the dead is, is a lifestyle choice, right? It's a, uh, it's a brand, uh, it's so much more than just music, and I'm gonna go with the Chili Peppers. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's a I love that. That was you know a what? little. I just I just want to say, without if DJ doesn't show up this this yes. week, I don't. The Dead may be in trouble, and they I, hope, I they... hope the podcast isn't canceled. <laughs> they are in trouble. I might have to call him up on the phone. Like he's gonna have to call in with some extra. Like I'm gonna have to get some new equipment. I'm gonna have to order on an Amazon right. Right now so he can call it from his phone well there we go i like i like what you guys would do uh saying about that you know listen that's a tough one i'm a big deadhead i'd have to push him through all the way through but that is a tough matchup all right so we have the dead moving on and i think that was good because we needed to move on for next week when dj comes back and the next two elvis costello against van halen you started off YOLO. What's what's going on we got van halen elvis costello you know early on van halen you know Drop dead legs, hot for teacher, eruption. You know, I, I, don't know. I like Elvis Costello quite a bit myself, but I'm not, you know, Van Halen is just too much of an iconic group with too much of, uh, you know, a catalog of music to, to not go forward. And I am, my angels want to wear their red shoes. Um, there's another Elvis Costello song uh, that I really like, but it's Van Halen, so I, I think it's hard for for Elvis Costello, the Trump Van Halen. Sure. And even though every day he wrote the book, I don't know about this. Yeah. How about you, uh, Iman? What do you got on these two? Uh, I can say, uh, if it's early Van Halen, uh, you know, I can I can go that way. But I, I, with the change, you know, I was going to love Eddie Van Halen, but 
Sammy Hagar ruined Van Halen for me. And, and once again, I love, you know, Elvis Costello, you know, stuff. I mean, he's not popular. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to personally go with uh, Elvis uh, pushing through. I may be the only one, but uh, I'll stick with that. Sure. Sure. And you, uh, Woodman. I think, I think, uh, gosh, this is such a tough one because Van Halen, you know, Van Whalen. I mean, how many bands have a, have a nickname Van Whalen, that eruption, that eruption, that eruption song, uh, that, 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 that's unbelievable. And when I first, I got my first killer stereo system in 1979, my dad came in my room and he's like, would the neighbors are calling? Yeah. Because eruption was on. It was just too loud. Right. But then I go down to college in Atlanta and Elvis, you know, I mean, he inspired the whole new wave. I mean, college radio. I actually, yeah, I actually, I think Elvis wins because he inspired so many musicians. I don't think, I don't think Van Halen inspired a lot of musicians. He inspired a lot of partying and, 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 but I, I, Elvis, man. Wow. Elvis. I'm voting for Elvis. Awesome. I like it. And big Mike, what do you got? You know, one of the things I like about this uh, experience is listening to other people's opinions because I went in going, uh, going thinking Van Halen was going to be my vote. But, um, and I think, Maybe my age, I'm 43, so um, Elvis Costello wasn't as large of a part of my, my, my childhood. Right. You know, I just kind of missed him. And I had an older brother who introduced me to Van Halen. So, like, that's where I, you know, I was like, oh, this is amazing stuff. Um, and so I appreciate Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing. I mean, that's, like, undeniable. And, and uh, David Lee Roth's sort of uh, theatrical, <laughs> whatever it is yeah. you want to call it, you know, um, but on the whole, if I had a, if I had two CDs in my hand and I had a Van Halen CD and an Elvis Costello, I think nine times out of ten I'd probably choose Elvis Costello. So I, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna push him forward. Uh, Papa Gig, Elvis Costello against uh, Van Halen. Who, who's your first choice on those two? It's a tough one for me because man, when my brother brought home that first Van Halen record, oh, that was that was amazing. That was that was just something different. That was really something different. And the. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the, the the David Lee Roth Van Halen period. Eddie Van Halen, I feel bad with what my vote's eventually going to be because he is amazing. But there's something about Elvis Costello, just his, his longevity, his career, um, his lyrics. Um, like you said, Pat, the style, how he's done all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, and <laughs> he has that edge a little bit, that I like. Um, so for, for his overall body work and his outstanding songwriting, I'm, I'm putting the edge with uh, Elvis Costello. Yeah, yeah, and UTD. I agree with everything Gig said there, except I'm going with Van Halen. Um, I do, I do, I agree with every the body of work of Elvis Costello, and I feel like I should pick Elvis Costello for the the you know the the body of work and and what he represents in rock and roll. But I I don't know the, it, I just I don't think Van Halen is is uh, I don't think he, they match. Elvis on the history or the depth, uh, but they're just like raw, let it fly, emotional rock. 
And I like that. And I figure whoever goes through here is probably going out after this round anyway. So <laughs> I'm just going to vote my gut and go Van Halen. But now here's the next two. But we have Rolling Stones against Tom Petty. What do you have to start off with, Big Mike, on these two? This is probably the toughest for me. Um, I love Tom Petty. Um I love the Stones, too. And so I think about songs that mean the most to me and then stack those up against each other um, and how much of the kick-ass factor they have. I mean, it's all subjective, right? I mean, my 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 favorite songs might be your least favorite songs. But um, one of my favorite songs of all time is Sympathy for the Devil. I think about the creativity and the uh, – like what when you take a song and you it's born from nothing right it's just like this moment of creativity and you put chords behind it and you have this sort of theme and this plot um to sing as the devil good god um it's genius um and so i can't move them forward just based on one song um but um but that combined with their 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 bluesy background um i've got to uh, i've got to move them forward for me for me, but I wouldn't be upset if, if I got outvoted. Sure. No, and I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on that because I'm pushing the stones through. How about you, Iman? Iman O'Steel, what do we uh, got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely uh, once again two great iconic things. I'm once again look at the longevity of the stones. I mean, not that they're even standing up still, but uh, their early blues and blues influence. Uh, does it for me. I think Mikey, uh, Big Mike mentioned that uh, absolutely all over that. Um, love Sympathy with the, uh, with the Devil. I love uh, stupid, simple songs like Waiting for a Friend, right? It's just, you know, awesome, uh, awesome lyrics. Uh, Tom Petty, while good, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of his voice. So, you know, while the music is good and uh, Owned by a, to me, by a long shot. Yeah, yeah. And Yolo, we talked about this before, and we were comparing in the past too. Uh, Led Zeppelin seemed to like rip off or steal yeah. some soul stuff, but the Stones. You've mentioned this before. The Stones came in and they embraced it, just like Iman said. They embraced the blues of America, and and they 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 wrote lyrics about it. You know, not just the blues, but also uh, reggae. Uh, they, you know, did some stuff with Peter Tosh, uh, that's really good. And, you know, I agree with the blues part, but also I said before the soulfulness, soulfulness of them also, I really, uh, enjoy about that. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the rock bracket. So it's not all time greatest rock (laughs) band right now. You just have to pick between these two bands, Boy Scout. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Thank you. But listen, listen, Rolling Stones, when did they start? 64? I have right? an album 65. from them from okay. 1965 with the song I'm Free Dude. on it. Exactly, right? And they're still freaking touring. Uh, they're still touring. Again, I'm all about survival. I'm all about, I'm a survivor. I'm going to be 60 in October. I'm still rocking. Dude. Rolling Stones. I'm sorry about I'm sorry about Tom Petty that he passed away. I, I wish that didn't happen. He's amazing. He's amazing. But Rolling Stones are still rocking. 
Yeah, they they win. They are. You know, I have a feeling too because uh, Big Mike pushed those through, and 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 TD yeah. and the rest of the crew did that too. Uh, Papa Gig, who do we got going through? Man, this is Ali Frazier. These are yep. these are heavyweights, baby. These are heavyweights. Um, if we would have done this podcast a couple of years ago, I might have said the Stones, but since I've really just spent a lot of time with Tom Petty's catalog over the past couple of years, and I said this before, especially the second half of his career. I'm going Petty, man. He from from the very first record with American Girl, you know, Damn the Torpedoes, I think is the one that caught us our attention. Yeah. His third record, but I would argue, I know it's Tom Petty, but the last Mud Crutch record, which is really the second Mud Crutch record, which is really the last Petty studio album, he wrote great songs on that on that record. But even his, his last studio record, Hypnotic Eye, he played here at the PPL Center in Allentown. We saw him. That was a great record. Um, so I think over his 40 year career, he wrote so much great stuff. The Stones, amazing. I think you know, you know, they had their 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 peak maybe in the early seventies, and yeah, you know, maybe some girls they kind of hit it again with some girls. Um, but yeah, Petty just long lasting man, and his songs they just they hit me more. Stones, Stones with that rock and roll attitude, but Petty as far as like stand in your heart, his songs they're in my heart. Yeah. And TD. Uh, so I love both these uh, outfits, but uh, Tom Petty just is a lot more personally connected for me. And to beat a dead horse yet again, he's probably my greatest regret never seeing live. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe just, uh, you know, you know, dreaming of seeing Tom Petty. I'm going to push Tom Petty through. Um, agree with most of what Gig said there. Just great songwriting uh, for his entire career. Uh, just really, really like everything he did. So Tom Petty for me. And we're going to move on to uh, we have Led Zeppelin against The Clash. Uh, let's start it off with you, uh, Imano Steele. You know, you're coming from the, the land of Ireland there uh, with the name, uh, and they're right next door. The Irish aren't so much good friends with the English back in the day, but we got two English bands. Who are you picking? Uh, it's got to be Zeppelin. I mean, I have almost the whole collection in my uh, thing, the remaster, uh, Jimmy Page. I mean, just, you know, stop right there. While the clash is good, you know, somebody's offering me a ticket. I'm going to see Led Zeppelin all day. Uh, Bonham was unfortunately uh, passed away, but you know, it's just I listen to this growing up all the time. I got to tell you, I I don't yeah. own a Clash song, so just for me, it's Zeppelin. Yeah, awesome. I like it. That's a good one. And how about you, Yolo? What do we got? You know, I got to stay with the Clash. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> Uh, you, I'm going for their, uh, you know, I just think they're a great band that produce some great music. I love the stuff that goes towards the ska and, um, I love that remake of I Fought the Law, uh, sure. Lost in the Supermarket. Um, yep. and I also, right. as, as I said before, it's not them just playing music. Their music had a message. And I, I like music like that. That is speaking to something, speaking about something. Woodman, what do you got? When I was in college, I used to go into the music listening room and crank the Clash because 83, <laughs> I used to crank the Clash. No, I go in there and they'd actually put the album on. Nope. They, they put an album on in the student center. They put, And I'd say, Combat Rock. 
yeah. and I would do that before a test. Like, like I, I just, I just put on combat rock, you know, and that probably was a big reason why I, I got, you know, those tests as intense tests. But I have to say, you cannot dismiss Led Zeppelin because Led Zeppelin, I mean, they're, 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 they're hard metal. I mean, they're, they're, they're the beginning of it all, you know. They're they're the they're the pioneers of of heavy metal. They're right. I mean, they're they they started off this whole genre, and they and they added blues to it. And they, I don't know. Yeah, Big Mike. It, it, it's a tough. It, two, it's a tough, tough one. Hands to compare. It is. So Big Mike, and we talked about this before. Not a big, uh, no member changes in this band either band and um you're you're a musician and and this you know this is the this is one of the softest songs that they'll play led zeppelin going to california what what's your opinion man i don't i mean i don't don't, so again it's like an age thing but like when i was in junior high uh led zeppelin was like my entree into like the world of rock I was like, what is this magic? And they weren't even like, they were yeah. touring. Actually, I think when I was in high school, I think Page and Plant came out and did like the, like a, like a, like a re, a reboot. Like they kind of had a tour, but, um, but man, yeah. guys, I mean like everything from the rain song, the cashmere, um, and everything in between. Right. Um, uh, I think, I think I want to say like my first yeah. girlfriend and I had thank you as our song, you know, um, so they had the. There we go. They had, they had like the, <laughs> um, you know, the hard rock and stuff, but also the sweet, sensitive, you know, uh, heartfelt things. Uh, so I mean, there's no. Even though I appreciate Joe Strummer and the Clash, I mean, th- there's really no question for me. Let's up and go yeah. through. Yeah, well, you know, big uh, Mikey D was pushing Zepp through, um, Papa Gig Zeppelin or the Clash. Tough one, but. The Clash, they they're they're just still one of my all time favorite bands. I still listen to them a ton. I still listen to Zeppelin, but uh, Zeppelin, you know, I'd argue they're more talented musically, but I don't think that's what rock and roll is necessarily always about. Even though I love Zeppelin, it's once again nothing about Zeppelin. If you make it to this round, you're great. You know, there's no losers, even though there are. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, for me though, too, it's almost the Clash. It's on the strength of their first three albums. You know, the Clash giving up rope and uh, Lennon calling. And the EP that uh, uh, YOLO held up, Super Black Market Clash, when they did a lot of reggae. But yeah, just Joe Strummer, Mick Jones, Paul Simonon, uh, all their styles. They're flat out punk. Their their lyrics, what they said, their style, their attitude. I'm a Clash guy. There you go, TD. What do you got? Are you gonna follow the route? No, I I just I and I like the Clash. And with all respect to Papa Gigs, I just I couldn't live with myself if the Clash. <laughs> ousted Jimi hendrix and led zeppelin i just i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it no matter how much i like the clash uh, and i'm not so the levy is coming down the levy is breaking i can't i can't you know i'm not a huge zeppelin fan but really really like them uh so i'm gonna push led zeppelin through um probably more just on you know rock and roll hall of fame kind of you know credentials but yeah. Now we got two different ones. We got Metallica against David Bowie. Uh, Woodman, what's your opinion on that? Uh, Bowie uh, or Metallica? David Bowie, just just a master, just a master. 
You know, we're so, I'm so sad we lost him young because he would be still rocking. He's, he's there's there's no comparison. David Bowie. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. How about you, Iman? Uh, it's got to be Bowie. Um, hey, I I'm just not a Metallica fan, although I think they're very good. You know, I've heard a couple of their songs just on the radio, but it's not my genre. And, and Bowie's body of work and the various different types of music that David Bowie could produce uh and sing with everybody and then i'm a sucker at the christmas time for the little drummer boy you know, so. uh, can't how beat can that you, with uh, a stick how can you how can you miss on that so yeah i like it good choice good choice yolo what do we got on those two i just want to share i so i played in a two-person uh scramble golf tournament yesterday got paired up with somebody that i didn't know and he was telling me that he had tickets to see metallica and judas priest this summer and I was thinking that he might be a good guy for this podcast. <laughs> oh, talk about a twosome there! That's awesome. You know that huh? We're a little the depth is a little, you know we're uh, we're missing on people that enjoy that genre. I feel. Sure, I hear you. Uh, no, that's a, that's a good going. one. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And Big Mike, what do we got? I think it's going to be a, 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 a unanimous. No, it is not. Oh, um, so Metallica—they <laughs> um, there are sentimental reasons there. You know, they were my very first concert at the Allentown Fairgrounds. Glenn Danzig opened up for Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, opened up for uh, for Metallica, and. Uh, you know, they lost some cred with me when I watched the documentary and they were all like, they had a therapist following them around and they were all like, oh, my feelings. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I don't care about your feelings. I just want you to rock the whole time. But um, I think their body of work actually, like, they go way back, right? Uh, they're like, the, I kind of view them as the Led Zeppelin of art. Wow. Um, and so... Um, I don't know. I like them, and uh, I don't like the rock all the time that hard. But, but when I do, I turn to Metallica. So uh, I'm gonna. I know. I know it's a losing vote, but it's a symbolic vote. Yeah, it's not. I don't want to. I hate that word loser. Uh, so it's just. It's just maybe not the right vote. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite album? What's your favorite Metallica album? Um, I think it's Ride the Lightning. Um, it's uh, it's going back to the old school. Um, but then my the, the, their songs stretch out over the course of time, right? So they've got – I don't know if you guys are familiar with Metallica. I would encourage you. I'll send the link. There's a song called Fade to Black that uh, kind of starts off like, you know, it's got like – it feels like a ballad. Um, but then it goes right to Rocky. Uh, you got to find it, man. Crack it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send yeah. it. To you guys. It's yeah, fantastic. Well, you know, I, fade to black. It's, I think I've heard fade to black. Yeah, my research yeah. today when I was working. Now, um, uh, the, everyone else has voted also through Bowie, so Bowie's going through. But today, I on YouTube, I found a live version of Enter Sandman, and when you listen to it, it he lets the crowd sing and. And every one of those 100,000 people are singing those lyrics. So they did know how to put on a great show. So, TD, who do you have, Metallica or David Bowie? I got David Bowie beating Metallica here. Uh, and, and you know, growing up, I 
probably like Metallica more, but um, but David Bowie was just uh, he did everything in rock and roll. So many different styles, so many different sounds. Did it all well. Incredibly talented, great showman. Taking nothing away from Metallica, but David Bowie for me, it's is a it's an easy choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Papa Gig, this might be a tough one for you. No, no, this is uh, David easy. David Bowie wins uh, it. By double digits in this one. Yeah. He might might even take out some of his band members in the fourth quarter and let him wrestle with me. So, yeah. Uh, You know, he's one of those guys I think he's interesting because I think he was, I think he was really strongly influenced by a lot of people as he jumped on this trend or this style, that style. But also, he influenced a whole lot of people as well. So, I think that's kind of a neat, you know, twist with him. Um, But yeah, his his body work throughout. You know, yeah, great. A couple, couple misses, but you know, from the early days to you know that last record that he made, you know, when we didn't know he was dying, but he was dying. That, that's sure. quite an impact. So we have the Beatles against Frank Zappa, and uh, interesting group. We, I listen. I'm not going to say anything. I all know now is the other three guys: T D, Mikey D. And Papa Gig has put the Beatles through. They're not here, but they gave us their votes. Uh, but is, is there any way we can come together like the Beatles are singing right now and with a consensus? But I'm only going to say this. You know, Frank Zappel was a genius, they say. Beatles. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess I can't even get that. It's got to be the Beatles. <laughs> What are you talking about? Talking Move about? on. Move yeah, on. So I, I compare this like going shopping at a specialty store. Versus going shopping at like a big box. It's been there forever, right? The Beatles are the big box and Frank Zappa is a specialty. You got to be going there if you're looking for something very specific and unique. And uh, the Beatles. Uh, you're right. The Beatles well, yeah, yeah, good, good. And YOLO? Uh, yeah, it's an easy one, the Beatles. Yeah, uh, we had a feeling they might be going through all the way through. And uh, Big Mike? Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's Beatles. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the, that was the quickest. Hold on, I have to I have to write that on. You guys remember paper. reading that book? There was a book that came out about like to become a really good at something, you have to do it for like ten thousand hours. What was that? That's, uh, but but I, I never know, understood uh, this. Like, was that the how did the Beatles? Be- you have to do something for ten thousand hours to become good. Was that to the become title? a pro at it? Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't realize. And I didn't realize the Beatles back when they were in Germany back in the, the six, early sixties, they played like like eight hours a day in in Berlin, and that's you know I because I, I, I never understood how they became so good so early, and that was that was the story you know they 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 just put so much time into it, and the whole thing with the Beatles like. Like being a being a road band and then deciding, okay, we're going to be a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, 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 making albums band. You know, I don't know. I, I tell you, Incredible. I've never been to, listening to people from Liverpool and the the accent that they have. I, I just give them props that they can actually understand what they were saying. You know, yeah. you know they must have spent ten thousand hours practicing on how to speaking. You know, stuff yeah, that people oh can gosh, hear. You yeah. know. Well, they uh, Ringo just had an. I think I mentioned this before in another podcast, one of our other episodes. You know, Ringo. They interviewed him, and they were like, "You know, we stopped touring in '66." And they were like, "Why?" It was like I couldn't. I couldn't hear myself. Like he couldn't yeah. fill 
a drum solo because he he just had to keep the time. And then when they went into the studio to record, this is when they still liked each other, I guess. And he was like, we realized how we were really good musicians and we loved to listen to each other play. Yeah. We have Stone Temple Pilots against the Ramones. Blitzkrieg. Bop. <laughs> it's your wow. own personal criteria now. And um, we've talked about this in some other episodes, but I'm going to let Big Mike start it off. What do we got? So I want to say that uh, my midlife crisis is not going to be a convertible or a mistress. Um, it's going to be the faculty band that has been created at Iyer Middle School, of which I am a part. And the Ramones, <laughs> because they have, because their band, their their songs are um, basically like three chords. All of them are just three chords. Uh, that means, that means they're in the wheelhouse of skill uh, that we all have, and so. Um, and so we are Ramon heavy. Uh, and now that doesn't make them a better band just because our, our crappy, uh, band uh, can play them, but, uh, they are much, much better than their competition here. Um, and the stone temple pilots. So, uh, the Ramones are my sentimental favorite and I think they're much better. So. Yeah, I hear you. I want to be a little sedated on this too. YOLO, uh, you've you know, got, I, you've had some great stories. I've got to say this about the Ramones. Uh, I think a true testament to a band is whether or not they just disappeared or whether they are relevant today. And I, as I've said before, I think the Ramones are more relevant today than they were in their prime. Uh, you'll see high school kids wearing their shirts. You'll hear people like, mm. um, I don't know, Howard Stern praise mm. the Ramones. Uh and that just speaks volumes to yeah. their work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, Iman, what do we got? Uh, I saw you might cringe. We're on the video. People can't see, but when I said the word Ramones, were you cringing or were you like, oh, no, another Ramones song? I can't wait uh, to hear no, it. No, actually, I, 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 am, uh, I am pushing the Ramones through. Um, so... Uh, once again, this is a tough one. It's, uh, you know, grunge versus sort of early punk. I look at the Ramones as sort of a, you know, a, you know trendsetter and, and early on to things that came later. Stone Temple, not that they weren't, you know, that they were sort of in that grunge movement out there, but I'll, I'll take the Ramones through on that. Just more, uh, granted, they weren't the the most complex musicians uh, out there, but they have a lot of, a lot of good hits. And like I said, they were there and around for a long time and, and did, you know, sort of push a lot of other people to, to, to do something as they were starting out. And then a lot of people sort of emulated that and, and then morphed it uh, later. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And, and Woodman, what do you got? I think the Ramones because they made more people dance and dancing is, is what life is all about. Sure. Hold on. Can I put that on a T-shirt and then buy it for you for your birthday? <laughs> you got it, bro. Let's go. Houston, we have a problem. Maybe. Um, what are we talking about, uh, TD? Ramones or Stone Temple? This is tough because I, I like the Stone Temple Pilots. Really, really small body of work. Um, 
Scott Weiland did some other things, Velvet Revolver, but, you know, just straight Stone Temple Pilots. I love some of that stuff. Um, my gut tells me I should I should go with the Ramones, but I'm, I'm not a huge Ramones fan. So uh, this is hard for me because I, I don't have really strong feelings either way. I'm just going to go Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And Papa Gig? Ramones. <laughs> they're my game changer. Two words. The Ramones. So yeah, just just they, they had such an influence. You know, they, they they went to England before the Sex Pistols and the Clash were really going, you know, and they influenced them. You know, of course their moms were influenced by New York dolls and uh Sure. You know, Iggy Pop and all that, but uh, you know, I just those four guys, man. They just they just had such an impact, with such an attitude, and yeah, they kind of kept it simple. But hey, rock and roll doesn't have to be that complicated, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have the Ramones going through, and the next two bands, everybody, uh, and we only have four bands left, and before our um, uh, our special uh, time machine, a question of the night. We have Bruce against Eric Clapton. So, Big Mike, what are you going to start with? Um, Eric Clapton is one of my favorite guitarists, but um, I think on the merit of longevity and <clears throat> the ability, I guess my criteria is the ability to put a song together. Um, and even though I mean, Eric Clapton's Unplugged is like one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, you can put it on any time and enjoy it. Um, Bruce's ability to kind of tell a story, even if it is completely false. <laughs> um, he does it with such like imagery and, uh, and beauty. And, uh, and, and so I think for that reason, uh, it's not so much the guitar playing, it's the ability to tell a story. Um, I think that's a really powerful thing and not many people can do it as well as he does. So um, for that reason, I, I, I'm choosing Bruce. Yeah. 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 And Bud Woodman, what do you got on these two? I think these two guys, you can't get a closer tie. Because they are masters at what they do. Oh, my God. I grew up with both of them. I, I grew up listening to both of them all the time, dude. Yeah. But I grew up in New Jersey. Oh. So the tiebreaker has got to be Bruce. And I don't, it's got to be Bruce. And I don't hold that against you. No, it's got to be Bruce. <laughs> I, I, I just – they're masters. They're yeah, masters at what they you. do. That's good. Masters. And, Iman, what do you got on these two? Uh, man, I got to tell you, you know, what's good. If I stand back and, and don't put my bias in there, um, you know, I can, I can like them both, but I got to tell you, I hated Bruce, uh, in college because I had a roommate from Jersey and all that dude did was play Bruce Springsteen over and over and over. And I was ready to take a hammer to his head. So, um, so it was that's it's sort of oh, big bugs PTSD, you know, uh, type uh, of of uh, issue there. Uh, I like Bruce. You know, it was gonna, I sit back and listen to his music. You know, he's good. If you want to go see a concert live, I think he's a really good concert. But when I think about Clapton, the core, key to the highway, the blues, you know, the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I will turn the channel off of Bruce and go listen to Eric Clapton ten times out of ten. So for me, it's Clapton going through. But I, I, I may be a loser on that one here. But that's gonna just how I, you know, just have that that, that scar from college left over on uh, Springsteen. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's a good one. And uh, and and what do we got left, Yolo? You know, I have to go with Bruce, and I think that Bruce from the 1970s is some of the best music uh, of all time. And I think his concerts, you know, we talk on this podcast a lot about hits and commercial success. Uh, but when you listen to some of those bootlegs from the 1970s, you know, I pulled up some of these songs. They're not necessarily big hits, but when you hear them in a bootleg like Kitty's Back, uh, I Fought the Law, She's the One. Um, not fade away. Uh, back streets, mm-hmm. and then you throw that in with his hits from the seventies, and it's a lot of how he groups the songs together. Uh, Thunder Road, God yeah. damn. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, what do you got, Papa Gig? Bruce or Eric Clapton? Now I know we're live and going on this, but Eric Clapton. I kind of said it's poor. We're not considering Derek and the Dominoes or Cream, right? This is just Eric Clapton. Yeah, this is yeah. just Eric yeah. Clapton. Yeah. yeah. Based on that, I, I go toward Bruce. Um, you know, I'm not an expert on his career post. You know, some of those bands, but uh, yeah. I think his best work was with Derek and Domino, Derek and Dominoes and uh, and Cream. You know, even though yeah. that's some amazing stuff. But once again, Bruce's body work and just some of his songs that you know they hit me. Um, I'm going with Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I, like, like, you know, like I think he cut his teeth with. I, I think Eric Clapton uh, cut his teeth with those first two bands. So his later stuff was popular, and when I say popular, it was uh, people. It was great. He was great. He loved it. it but, yeah, it yeah. But Bruce, but Bruce was Bruce with the E Street from beginning to end. How about you, TD? I think Bruce is a modern troubadour. He's a he's a poet. He's uh, I don't know. I just I really I, I'm not a huge Bruce fan, but I always. Uh, really appreciate his work uh eric clapton my favorite eric clapton is cream i'm a mm-hmm. big cream fan um and and i i have some cds that i inherited from family members from i think the 80s uh eric clapton that i really struggle to listen to so uh i never struggle to listen to any bruce stuff so yeah. I, i'm gonna go bruce yeah yeah, I have to agree. And I mentioned this, I think, in episode 21 when he was going against someone. Uh, you know, he did a um, he did a, a Christmas. They, he, he must have been a Christmas show or close to it. And he did Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And he prepped the crowd up. And he was like, has any of you been good out there? And like only like <laughs> yeah. four people were like, yeah, I've been good. And he's like, that's not many. That's not many. Clarence is Santa bringing you a new saxophone. And then he was like, that's not many. So I agree. You know, he knew how to play a crowd yeah. and he still does. Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. We will, we will listen right now. And I will take a pause uh, to uh, pop a gig uh, talking about Pearl Jam because we all know out of the whole crew, we love Pearl Jam. But um, but Papa Gig, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. We know who you're picking, but tell us tell us why. Got a little alley fight in Seattle with this one, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Pearl Jam. Once again, the, the strength of their catalog. You know, everyone yeah. says ten, 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 and I think ten's a fantastic album. But for me, it's not my favorite Pearl Jam album. I think they have a lot of great records. Um, the guys they go to all the Pearl Jam shows with, we always argue. I think. They made an album in uh, 2003 called uh, Riot Act, which not a lot of people are big on, but it's a fantastic album. Um, Avocado album they made after that, their one self-titled. Great record. You know, I just think there's so many good songs on each uh, Pearl Jam record. They're not getting the radio play that they used to get, but I think 
that might be a good thing because they play crap on the radio. And they, sure. So, yeah. Um, and then the strength of their live show, the tightness of the band, what they're about, what they stand for, what their lyrics are about. You know, just, uh, you know, they're, they're almost you two in a way without, you know, without being the Bono over the top. You know, what they exactly. stand for. Exactly. The soul yeah. and the feeling and the, the, their, their, the brotherhood. So they do it for me, baby. And I chose those, you know, and we talked about this real early. It was those two shows they did in Chicago. And I, and I, you know, I'm a Pearl Jam fan, but as soon as I watched that documentary or that show, I was like, holy, and it was nice and it was well done, but it wasn't over the top. And I was like, that's almost, you know, anybody else following another band. And it was, and it was a, it was just great for me as a not, and that's what really put me over the top as following Pearl Jam and listening to their music that is not radio airplay after watching that documentary or that, that live concert. TD, what do you got? Uh, I enjoy Soundgarden. I like them a lot. I, I kind of discovered them when I was uh, in college early on and really liked them. Uh, but Pearl Jam is just in another league completely. And kind of like Giggs was saying, uh, a 10 – I I've never been a huge fan of that album. And uh, so I go back and listen to it every once in a while, just thinking I'm missing something here. Uh, but for me, it's verses and vitology in yeah. 93 and 94 that are, that for me, just Pearl Jam will always be cemented as a fantastic band because of those two offerings more than anything else. Uh, plus I'm, I'm really excited to see him uh, in September in New Jersey. So nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm going Pearl Jam all the way there. Uh, let's start with Woodman. What do you got on that? The last I two think bands. Pearl Jam has the advantage there, be only because the vocals. His his voice is amazing, and I and I actually listen to Pearl Jam all the time. To this day, when I go out for walks. I, I listen to Pearl Jam. I just listen to Pearl Jam. I, I love good vocals. The, both the bands are like equally pretty good, like you know, instrumentally and all. But you you can't beat that dude's voice. I forget his name, but yeah. whoever he is, yeah, I like it. And uh, and Iman, what do we got? Last two bands. Yeah, I had to phone a friend on this one. Uh, it's somebody I knew was knowledgeable with both of these bands. Uh, they, uh, they they selected Pearl Jam, and so I will uh, use their vote to uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam. Oh God! I like it. At was the that end the day, t- they're going to lose to Bruce, uh, yes. so I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Michael, who you got? Uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam came up at the same time for me, uh, but Pearl Jam has it. I mean, Ten is one of my top. 10 albums of all time and uh they went yeah. they've had some weird yeah. albums i think they've, they've taken some left turns uh here and there but overall um man they've got the goods and and, and the song you were just playing i remember hearing it for the first time yellow lead better and just being like, like i don't i don't know if you've ever heard a song where like the chords or the melody just like appeals to you immediately you're like this is my song that was me i remember driving around in my jetta uh, my, yeah, and just and man, just loving this song. The intro sounds like Hendrix, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, almost the beginning of Little Wing. Yeah, yeah, they're using a lot and, of the same, yeah, a lot of the same techniques. 
<laughs> All right, guys, this was awesome. I appreciate you on. But now for the two new guys, we got Woodman and we got Iman. This is the part of the show, and I did not give you the question. Uh, I have a special time machine, and we get in the time machine and we go someplace. And uh, like one 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 episode, you got to pick a car and pick a rocker up. But we're still on rocker mode. Uh, but you're going to pick two rockers. We're going to a pool party. You're going to pick two people. One person that you want to come and the other person that you don't want to come. Woodman, do you have two in the top of your head right now? Oh, yeah. I, I, I want Paul McCartney to come to my yeah, he uh, – because we're going to just tell stories about rock and roll and all these stories about growing up in you know, Liverpool and how he used to like – like he first started singing in the shower, right? I mean, it's so basic. He's singing in the shower and he's like, I sound really good. It's like I should be famous one day, you know? It's like – it's so basic, you know? And then, oh, my gosh, who would I not want to come – I, I tell you what, my, my kids listen. My kids listen to a lot of this uh, rap music. I, I think any any of those guys. I, I really struggle. You know, it's it's just not. It's not. They're, they're not talented, and yet they get a lot of credit for it. And uh, I don't know their names even. You know? <laughs> so just any of those guys. Any of those guys. That's okay. That's a broad stroke. That's like uh, a nice paint painting thing. Big Mike, who are you bringing, and who are we like hiring security not to come in? Oh, I dialed right into this answer, and it might be a little politically incorrect. So hang on, but uh, I am I am bringing Meatloaf. All right, because. He looks like he's had some fun at a pool party, right? He looks like he brings the right dips. Maybe he brings the barbecue. Like, he looks like he knows his way around the grill. And so I'm like, this is the guy I want to have a pool party with. All right? Um, So I'm bringing me love. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but I'm I'm rolling the dice on his his grill skills. Um, I am not bringing more. Mariah Carey, um, uh, Mariah Carey, and or Madonna. Uh, actually, anyone in that anyone in that genre uh, who's like female and high maintenance. I wanna, I wanna have, I wanna put burgers on top of dogs on top of burgers. Um, I don't want there to be judgment about the amount of dip that I eat. Right? I want to be able to rock. Um, and so I, I, I'm not bringing, you know, Mariah Carey. And and Gwyneth Paltrow, you want to bring her because she she would not eat a hamburger. No, she's like the devil. Like she's she's Gwyneth Paltrow's the devil. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's good. So they all can sit outside, share, and they they can sit outside the fence and just look in and say, "I wish we were there." Well, wait. Like, well, you're not there because you're not cool. The dip is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> And Iman, who who are we bringing, and who are we uh, not bringing? My God, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm like running this stuff through my head, and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm, who I'm not bringing is probably not going to be politically correct. But uh, let me start with uh, who I, I would bring. 
know, small intimate gathering, uh, you know, after a little fun in the pool, uh, want to hear the stories and then a little, uh, acoustic, I gotta have to go back to Clapton. Uh, because I think, uh, you know, hearing the, the acoustic around the pool would be just, like you said, unplugged, you know, just, I could listen to that all day. And I'd love to hear the stories about him and Ginger Baker and the boys from Cream or, you know, with Dave Mason and Winwood and Blind Faith and some of the old uh, old stuff. You know, I, I, the stories that he could tell, I can only imagine with who all he's played with. You know, just, uh, it would be a cool, interesting uh, experience. Um, uh, and YOLO, what do we got? Who's coming? Who's not coming? All right. So who I have is coming is uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash. We've talked oh, a Joe's lot about The Clash oh, nice. again. Um, yep. I believe that Joe Strummer would like to party. Uh, I'd love to hear more about his music and his lyrics, and I think he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. The person I would not bring is someone who I really do hate, even though I never use that word that much. And I have brought this up in previous podcasts, is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I think he's as fake as can be. Yeah. Uh, his plastic surgery, he's so full of himself. He just would not be somebody that I would want to see at a party. So I would give him the boot. Now, would you bring Liv Tyler? What? Would you bring Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. Uh, you know, is that his daughter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, all, all the Tylers. Get rid of them. No, no Maybe to a Halloween party. <laughs> no Tyler's. Well, there you go, guys. That was awesome. I loved it. And stay on for a second. And we have a little Matt Bolton to get us out of the show. Stay on for a second after we say goodbye to each other because I got to record and or, or download your stuff. This was great. Thank for the new guys, Woodman and Iman, for coming on, and Big Mike and E uh, and Yolo coming back at us. This is great. We are we are down to twelve bands. Who knows what our next criteria is going to be? But this is great. We got some great weather coming at us. So hey, say goodbye to us all around the corner. We're going to go Iman, Yolo, Big Mike, and Woody. Let's start it off. Oh my gosh, guys, this is fantastic. Okay, hold on. Let's take a step back. I said, okay, say goodbye. Elamon, Woody, Big Mike. Oh, did I say Woody? Okay, this is fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead. Who cares, guys? See you guys. Just say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I am type night. A, YOLO, right? <laughs> yes, you and Big are. Mike? Oh, I'm not sure. Have a good night. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop it, but stay on. <laughs> <laughs>